At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 10, titled Stalker. Uh, Aaron, what do you think of this episode? I love this episode. I thought this episode was a pretty stirring return to form. If this, if, and, and I'm really lamenting the fact that I know basic things about the post-production of several spinoffs because I would have been shitting yeah. bricks through a lot of this episode. Um, because again, they've done an admirable job of building up the danger. Um, you know, cause just, just the fact we're so close to the end tells me that like literally anyone could die. The fact that they've already written Andrew Lincoln out of the show, um, you know, Carl, like th- there's, there's all these people that, um, that have really amped up the dread. And even still knowing that it's, it's very much like, um, you know, a really good episode of breaking bad, like mid season three, you know, Walt and Jesse aren't going to die, but yeah. in that second you're sweating bullets for them. That's the kind of magic that they captured in this episode. And they just keep pulling shit off. Like that scene, the, the, the cold open of like beta, stalking into just a regular ass RV with these weird submissive like whispers getting on their knees in front of him. It's broad daylight. There's nothing. It's like the juxtaposition of how like ridiculous this is and how out in the open. And he's just like hulking in this SUV. Like, uh, uh. And then they, then they lift the trap door and it's a ton. It's in this elaborate cave tunnel system, which is inherently cool. And I feel like the walking dead has always struggled with the juxtaposition of how like objectively hilarious and ridiculous some of their stuff is, but also if they lean just a little bit further, how cool it is. Mm, yeah. And this episode epitomizes like this uh, Kang era deft ability to walk that line because I was literally laughing out loud. And then like he gets out of tunnels. I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. And where it went uh-huh. in this episode was just like, Pfft. yeah, the, the twist and turn this, this war just very entertaining. Um, every time I think the whispers are out or the Alexanders are out, Alexandrians are out. Boy, they they come right back in. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely had a moment where I was laughing out loud at how ridiculous something was, but not in necessarily a bad way. Like the, there's the moment where Alpha is like trying to get over to Daryl to kill him or whatever, and she just <laughs> flops on her face. Like right. it's, it's something out of Free Fire, right? Except dumber. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I had a lot of fun with that moment. I like the episode. I think there there is I think maybe one moment that I, I felt didn't connect. It's when they first show Daryl and he's kind of stalking this this whisper. It just did it didn't feel like I had enough context for that um mm. in the moment. So maybe like director could have grabbed a a little bit more footage there. But uh she's directed 
Breaking Bad episodes and and tons of television. So I don't know. Who I don't know what director? went on there, but it just didn't feel right. Who was the director? I didn't even pay attention. Uh, Bron- Bronwyn Hughes. I, it's not okay. a name that I recognize. Directed Crazy okay. Handful of Nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad episode. Um, I, but overall, it's funny yeah, because I like, it. they're also like this episode bites and it just is so fresh in mind because I've been going through an Akira Kurosawa kick because the, a lot of his famous works are on HBO Max right now. And I found that like, you like, so, you know, I knew that like Seven Samurai later got adapted into the Magnificent Seven. So I saw this like, OK, um, Eastern influence into the Western genre. Um, but what I didn't know is like what a snake eating its own tail was because uh, Kurosawa's is inspired by Westerns to make these very Western inspired samurai tales. And that led me to watching Yojimbo, which then got later inspired Sergio Leone to make essentially a Western remake of that called Fistful of Dollars. And let me tell you, this episode bites from Fistful of Dollars so hard, but it's great. It's great. Like, um, like some of that stuff where like the, the Gamma versus Father Gabriel showdown at the gates of Alexandria, like there should have been a tumbleweed blowing behind him with like, you know, uh, the uh, Alpha tanking the bullet with the steel plate right out of Fistful of, or I'm sorry, Beta. Right out of Fistful of Dollars, there's a lot of that kind of like, and we, we've seen more and more of that, this kind of like Wild West aspect to The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a great fit. And just the locations are so much better. Like the, the random filling station, whatever, the Alpha and Daryl had their standoff was cool and believable and a neat set. And the yeah. caves are a neat set and the surrounding areas like people are paying attention like when people are supposed to be sneaky, they give them cover and like terrain that like lets them do the thing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so glad that they're just like doing the basics of like, hey, how can we block this to make it seem like, you know, this is cool instead of stupid, like stuff that like season seven through eight of Walking Dead never, ever gave a shit about. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, like I, I know I've been a little critical to Walking Dead the last episode and a half or so, but this I thought was a real return to form. And the other thing they're doing is not just the uh, fistful of dollars stuff. But they're they're leaning, you know, yet further. They they always do this when beta's on the screen, right? But they lead into the slasher thing. Um, yes, and that that vest you're talking about the the tanking the bullet that feels like you know the the unkillable uh, slasher monster coming after you. Um, mm-hmm. they, they do a lot with that stuff too. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into the recap. Discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day. It's a jaw dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, we start off with Beta going to the secret underground Whisperer tunnel. Here's the one other complaint I have. This drone shot is not very good. I thought the Mm -hmm. drone shots in previous episodes were good. This one feels poorly done what in what way because I, I guess i didn't pick up on it it's just something about like th- there's a, a quality to the the drone shots where like the stability isn't there or uh, or they're like going too fast and they have to like move the camera too much to get the shot they want as they pass their I target gotcha. 
it, right. I don't know what it is exactly, but it just doesn't feel as professional as previous drone shots have. Yeah, like I said, this whole concept of this elaborate, you know, zombie underground railroad uh, is a very cool concept, and it, it answers so many questions yeah. of that we've had about. Like, I'm starting to think that the whispers never left. They just go in the wintertime. They just go into caves. They could yeah. uh, where it's where it's always 55 degrees. It's also a great way to keep your zombies like preserved as long as you can. I imagine like, you know, keep them in that 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 cool 50 degree uh, moist uh, cave air is going to make them last a lot longer than just being exposed to the sun all the time. So, like, you, you understand it, like maybe she keeps them in these caves all the time and just had them out in the valley as a show of force just mm-hmm. to like impress upon the Alexandrians what they were dealing with. I don't know. Like it's like I remember thinking and I even said this in the, in the podcast last year. It's like, man, there's some stuff at the margins of this that doesn't really make sense. I'm just kind of going and I hope as we go and we find more about the whisper culture and how they do things that this stuff starts to make sense. And by God, it's starting to make sense. Now, it kind of is fantastic and ridiculous. I don't know. There's these giant cave systems throughout like Maryland <laughs> and, oh, and, sure. and Baltimore and, and the D- greater D.C. area. But. Maybe they are. I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, you know, maybe with the, uh, you know, if you've got like essentially hundreds of people with like slave labor, you know, we know what kind of tunnels and ma- monuments you can build with that. Look at the pyramids and whatnot. So like Alpha can accomplish a lot. And also like their numbers, their numbers might be way more vast than we we know. That's another question we've had. Yeah. Um, could be. I, I just I just think that this stuff is really clicking. And also, Beta looks so ridiculous in broad daylight in his full zombie getup, just stalking around and menacing these fellow. It's it's really it's it's very very cool and very funny. Yeah, uh, they all kind of look ridiculous. Those skin masks. Uh, yeah, in, in broad daylight, it's yeah. bad. It's 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 very ho- you know Halloween town. You know. Yep. Spirit spirit of Halloween, whatever the the Halloween store is. So Rosita has a nightmare where a whisper breaks into her home and kills Coco during the night. And she wakes to hear Gabriel on the radio. She's got, yeah, she's got a bit of a premonition here. I, yeah, like she, she's worried that the walkers or the whispers rather are going to sneak in and start killing people. And that's exactly what happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she's and also I, trying to deal with Sadiq's death and her right. new role as like soul caretaker. Cause Holy shit. Asshole. Gabriel. she so in this dream and then i i guess this is rosita's subconscious saying i'm the only person who can take care of this baby now because in her dream gabriel she's like hey it's your turn to take care of coco and gabriel just rolls over and is like (laughs) so she gets up and takes care of coco (laughs) uh so yeah she's thinking man i i'm the only one around who's gonna take care of this child yeah, she feels really isolated. This is an interesting episode for her because I don't think they've done great things with her character. Um, you know, we talked about it in this in the season, but this is the one thing I think they're doing mm-hmm. really well. And like, as far as the premonition, I paused and I looked real close. I thought they're implying that that walker that stabbed the baby was Dante. And it's also kind of cool that it was Dante's grave that uh, um, the beta popped out, pop, popped out of this episode. So, like, yeah. you might be onto something about that. They take um, his body. That's what I was wondering. They must have. Why, but, oh, maybe we're going to see Dante skin skin mask later. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Up. It's like something that they do as part of their rituals. And, and we're starting to see more and more of that. Like, you know, some of their belief systems, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're killed 
uh, you never really die. You just you're going to go walk with your sister again or you're going to be another you're going to be a guardian. It doesn't sound so bad. They have a rich they have an afterlife that's satisfying, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's some it's some good stuff. Um, and I thought that the yeah, like the the baby killing scene was so brutal that like I actually thought it was real. It, it got me like, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I'm a sucker for that. But yeah, a man with a big butcher knife killing a baby it's like put me right back to the witch you know i mean they're (laughs) like oh god killers or baby leaders at least well we know we know they don't Mm -hmm. they don't have conventional human morality which makes them really unpredictable and and um dangerous yeah all right gamba's at the gates she tells the alexandrians that their friends are in a cave with the horde they question why she'd want to help them and she tells them that the baby is her nephew and his mother is dead Gabriel pretends to trust her long enough for Rosita to punch her out and call. She calls her a liar, telling the rest of them to throw her in the cell. I have a question. When did Father Gabriel become a badass? Because he looks so damn cool in this episode with his like grim face and his like milky eye and that preacher hat pulled way down low. Like it is very much uh, a, a fistful of dollars kind of joint. And the Alexandrians appear smart and tough here. You know, they're not rubes. They're not uh, people that are just going to trust openly because they're stupid and they're naive. Um, and, and Gamma's getting all that. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Father Gabriel's lie detector. I hope that gets, steers him wrong at some point because yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. But on the other hand, I do believe the people like himself and uh, investigators that do hear lots of confessions and lots of people lying to them. I bet you do get pretty good at sussing out the 99th percentile of lie from truth. Um, but it's real cool. I don't like I said, I've, I, I hated like I, I remember like two seasons ago saying there's nothing they can do to redeem this character. <laughs> uh, but no, man, just make him look real cool. Give him some cool dialogue. Yeah. Put him with some cool characters and not make him just be, oh, my God, oh my, oh, I turned my back on my flock, oh, you know, for like a season and a half. And there he's rebuilt. He's rehabilitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Daryl stalks some whispers to the cave entrance where he sees them leading the horde out. Uh, this, this is a scene where I was like, oh, they need a little more context here. They need maybe Daryl sneaking up and seeing one of these guys before. Or, or like show him going through the woods and, and how did he sec- detect that this was the entrance? Like, I don't know. See, I thought that he this is a place where they had done battle the previous day. It might and be he, like so, so like and he was like staking out as like a trap. And then because I thought he was going to go and, and knife this guy or take him prisoner and interrogate him. But then he sees like a progressively. Oh, well, this guy's got a shotgun and oh that. Oh, and, oh, my God, this is alpha. And he like instantly changes plans. To yeah. like reconnaissance mode rather than and then cat capture and and interrogate mode, but I the, you're right they don't there's no dialogue to establishes that it's just kind of like because I remember thinking like what is Daryl doing oh Daryl's doing this oh Daryl's gonna have to do this um yeah, yeah I but, just uh, remember thinking like how did Daryl get here like last we saw him he just ran off into the woods to find another entrance and I don't know just it's picked up like two already on already in it uh, for me right but. Right. You know, small complaint I, but this is, overall. This is where I was talking about, like using the the the, the locations. Like, I feel like for yeah. many, many years, The Walking Dead is just like they had 100 acre woods. And it's like, well, let's go to this corner to film the action today. It's just got some trees, 
flat. Okay, roll them. I mean, this is like Daryl's got an embankment to hide behind and a ridgeline to kind of stalk and be in cover. And the way that like the camera stays over his shoulder. And so as he goes up, we get to see what he like. It's just it's it's I can't stress how fucking 101 cinema this shit is. But the yeah. fact that it, this show has been unable to do it for like four seasons is maddening to me. Um, and it's so much more satisfying and better now that they're doing it. This this whole thing is just like. Yeah, like it was fun seeing him like, oh, you got to drop in the one guy. Oh, there's two. Daryl could probably still take him three. Oh, shit. There's Alpha. It's cool. It's 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 uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamma wakes up in the cell. Rosita and Gabriel tell her that she's lying about something. So Gamma confesses to killing her sister for Alpha and Gabriel, the human lie detector, believes her. Uh, this this is a good scene. Um we talked about how badass Gabriel looks, but he's got maybe the best line in a long time. The best line I can remember in Walking Dead where she's like, you know, you're a man of God. Uh, you know, what, you're, you're going to do this. And he's like, I've spoken to God. He told me to hang you. <laughs> I'm like, and oh, the delivery. Wow. Yeah, his delivery is great. Seth. Plus, like he's he's like floating in inky blackness of the jail mm-hmm. cell. He looks like he's on like a fucking queen cover with this, this black hat, this milky eye. It's like, yeah, they're shooting him from the side to where you get like, yeah, it's and he's looking through the bars. It's great. Uh, that I am that a servant awesome. of God. I have taken many confessions. Yeah. And like, yeah, I spoke to God. He told me to hang you. Oh, man. It's so good. <laughs> there was like uh, this line almost feels like a schoolyard bully trying to get under your skin but like you got to prove to us you're different from the ones who lie who walk with the dead eat worms <laughs> like did they i guess they would eat worms they probably eat a lot We've of seen them different yeah. shit but like it just it sounded so silly and then they follow it up with the other awesome line and i'm like okay all right. They get it all Hakuna Matata. It felt it felt yeah. this dialogue felt very biblical, which I think mm-hmm. suits Father Gabriel very well. And then um, when she confesses that she's the one that killed her sister, I, I thought this is this is just a great scene. Um, and she's like kind of like unpacking it like and Alpha didn't even have to tell me to. I just did it because I knew that's what's expected of me. That's what I had to do. And she's like, do you believe me now? And he just kind of like just that like like nod. Like it's it's very Clint. I mean, I've got a gif of Clint Eastwood doing that nod. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, but it it, it fucking works, man. Father Gabriel on the map as as yeah. a, as large and in charge here in Alexandria. Uh, Gabriel and Rosita. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, while the whispers are leading the walkers away, Daryl manages to sneak up and kill some of them, but he's partially blinded by his own blood. And the walkers begin to creep up, so he has to let Alpha go after injuring her, and he gets stabbed in the leg in the process. There's a whole whole sequence of of close calls for everybody, I guess. This is so well staged and exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been a minute since we've seen Daryl. Well, I guess since he beast moded Beta in, in last season, mm-hmm. uh, fought him to a draw. Uh, I mean, he's just a fucking uh, Tasmanian devil with those two knives. Going around and like it's just like you felt for the first time the whispers were the prey. Like he picks mm-hmm. one off of the arrow and he goes down screaming, and the whole herd gets like distracted by that. And then he's hamstringing guys and uh and then yeah, blinding him. Like I've I've seen this kind of POV trick with like you know people being partially blinded by blood, but this is about the most well done one I've ever seen. Um, where like it really felt like 
Daryl was incapacitated, but he could just barely see like Alpha and tracking her and like swinging wild with this stick. Uh, then sees he, she picks up the shotgun. Now the tables have turned. He's got to dash off. Like mm-hmm. fuck. I mean, yeah, this is really well staged action and 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 exciting and and well done. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and you know, he doesn't know the fate of Connie and Magna exactly yet, and so he doesn't want to kill Alpha, which is probably what he should just do. Right. Um, so there's like that tension too. Is he gonna? You know, is he is he gonna? keep her alive or, or let her go so that he can escape the walkers or is he going to kill her and maybe lose his friends and and connie Dude, who might was... be more than a friend it's good yeah that that batman moment where he's like where are they yeah but he knows like the zombies are only 30 feet away so like you know him and alpha both know like what are you just going to kill me mm-hmm. because i can last for 30 seconds and like his bounting frustration and it, it's yeah it's it's good it's very Again, simple staging stuff and stunt work, but it was very exciting. And again, if you're watching this live, um, potentially not knowing, like, you know, for sure, like who lives and who dies in these episodes, like this must have been just on another level. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a letdown knowing that Daryl was not going to die in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was still exciting, like you said. So Gabriel it's much more relaxing because I would have been significantly more like on yeah. the edge of my seat. And oh, my God, uh, had had I not known that. So, eh, you know, this is a, let, let me kind of like, well, this is cool. I'll just watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's it's a lot like those uh, slasher movies where you kind of just don't care about the main characters. <laughs> You're like, yeah, kill them all. I don't know. How, how are you going to do it? Put them in a sleeping bag, bash them against a tree. Go for it. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Not with Daryl, man. I still, I still, I, I, yeah. Well, no, not, not in that way, but in the way of like the consequences oh, see, aren't yeah. there, right? The stakes aren't they're very high because you know Looney he lives. Tunes, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're slightly wily coyote here. Uh, so Gabriel and Rosita plan the cave raid with Gamma's help, and after getting info from her, they send her back to her cell. Rosita's still skeptical, but Gabriel tells him not to be afraid uh, of the whispers because they're cowards. He thinks he can break them all with enough pain and fear. And I would say he goes a little overboard with his enthusiasm here. This is the one flaw of the episode is I don't know where this came from because I was like, yeah, you broke, but they didn't, you didn't break them by pulling their teeth and breaking their fingers and working the ends together. You right. broke them by like showing how bankrupt their ideology is compared to use. Cause I thought the compared to use, but I, I thought the point that Rosita made when in between Father Gabriel's spit and fire where she's like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, what if I don't? She's like, well, then you die. No mm-hmm. torture, no games, no second chances. Like, that's the difference between Alexander. Like, you know, they're not mean spirited or they're not going to like enjoy doing it. But you're going to die because they got what it takes to survive. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I don't know. Like I thought this episode did a really good job of also I was da- like back and forth. Like is Gam- is this a big is this a much larger plan? Like is this a like a Joker level Heath Ledger kind of like double triple cross that she's pulling off? Um, mm. I thought it was plausible that just and and it made credence of the um the Alexanders being torn between Father Gabriel being certain that this is the true deal and Rosita like I don't know like. Why? Why do we just assume this is all real? Um, yeah, it, it, it was. It was great to watch. No, you you want to be cautious for sure. Why do you think Gabriel was he being kind of metaphoric or hyperbolic or just kind of hyping people up or like it was just like um, you know blood drunk kind of talk because a it didn't bit. seem to follow. 
it didn't seem to follow. Yeah, I mean, ever since, you know, is it Sadiq's death that that pushed him over the edge? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the exact moment because that's there when is an he exact started moment. taking. Yeah, that's when he started taking matters into his own hands. Yeah. Um, he, and then him and Rosita were simpatico. Yeah, exactly. Um, just unilaterally. And mm-hmm. they, they even uh, mentioned that in the interrogation scenes. Like, you killed Blah. And he's like, no, I did. Um, yeah. And but, but him and Rosita were kind of very on the same page about that. And now they're a little bit off. But I feel like all that got resolved in a pretty satisfying way by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that it, like this. Can I just stop and say the other thing in the last two episodes or three episodes like this girlish flirtation with Eugene is so wildly out of character with this Rosita. Like, especially, you know right what I mean? Now, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just I don't know where the fuck they were going with that. <laughs> They're going to have maybe, to get maybe, back to it, too, because they left it unresolved. Right. <sighs> I, I hope it's just an awkward way for them to become out of the friend zone and into just genuine friends uh, with with Eugene getting Twitter pated with the, you know, ham lady. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I know that, you know, Coco is probably going to need a, a, another parent around like Rosita is clearly uncomfortable being the only parent to this child. Gabriel's clearly not interested, right? He's off on his bloodlust adventures. Uh I think he bring they they bring Eugene? him back around by the end of the episode. Eugene, oh yeah, Eugene, Eugene? might be the the second daddy. I mean, he's timing out it, like feedings and stuff. Yeah, and then but temperature it's, it's, so, so here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. The way you do that is Linda Hamilton, Terminator Two. Her looking at Arnold standing guard in the gas station for 24 hours and realizing that he's the perfect man because this is a crazy world and this is the gotcha. eternal protector and he'll never he'll always check the baby's shits and temperatures and he'll, you know what I'm saying? It's not like Linda <laughs> yeah. Hamilton being like, you know, in this light, this killing machine's kind of cute. Yeah, that's stupid. Rosita the does way not the do light that glints shit. off his mullet is not actually as bad as yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, this that was that was doing her dirty. I don't that that was that was horseshit. And if I hope they just drop it, I hope that they this is just like because this is yet another thing to sober Rosita up. That was all fever talk. And uh, yeah, and she did we, have the, a serious case of the shits while she was doing all that. So maybe right. Yeah, she's being poisoned by Dante. Yeah. Um, but but still, God damn that. Yeah, like I, you, you, but yeah, like Eugene makes a lot of sense in that role. Yeah. It's just no, not in the other role. Uh, right? Yeah, they they so. need to they need to do a little more work to get them there. Um, yeah. I, I'm not gonna really be thinking, oh, okay, that's a nice thing if they try and do this next episode. But they could bring yeah. it around. I could see that. Yeah. All right, Daryl's hiding from Alpha, who has a shotgun now, and she's hunting him uh, into this burned out garage this auto shop filling station whatever uh she decides she's gonna draw some walkers to their location which is brilliant right because she's got the mask she's got the shield he doesn't she's gonna force him to move um mm-hmm. reveal his location and potentially get eaten yeah uh this set felt like it's literally pulled out of one of the last of us i feel like yeah. i have knifed a couple of raiders in this here gas station i'm looking um, for the pill bottles i'm looking for the, yep, the cloth yep. i want to see the, the, the nails nuts and screws yep. uh-huh uh-huh um it, it but it's it, it's such a great believable location um and the zombies looked amazing 
You know, the like rib cage look like this. Oh, is like the mushroom grody. zombie is awesome. The mushroom dude. zombie. Yeah. Speaking of I'm I'm telling you, these these references are deliberate pulls. And that's great because these are very successful. Like, yeah, Sergio Leone Westerns, The Last of Us video games. This is great mm-hmm. intellectual property to pilfer for ideas <laughs> and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I thought that shroom zombie with almost like it's got armor plating the way it was yeah. like, he looks like a, a pit gladiator with one of those like shield arms is on him. Pauldron. Is that what those are called? Uh, the yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. Armor? Mm-hmm. it's very, very cool. Um, and very tense because yeah, yeah. alpha can call the zombies and I like how like most of them ignore him, but she kind of has like a face off. It was a, it was a, um, calculated risk on her part. Um, I okay, so I watched this thing twice, but I didn't take note of this a second time around. I meant to. Did she crawl into this walker's face? It's unclear because okay. I rewound it and I couldn't <laughs> tell if the, the, the zombie defiantly growled at her or she defiantly growled back or it was simultaneous or yeah. what because it was a lot of it was yeah, it was a lot of in your face. I'm gonna eat your face, I'm gonna eat your face. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well we've seen yeah. them communicate with walkers before, right? So they do, or, yeah, they, you know, maybe not communicate, but uh, facsimilate <laughs> these walkers uh, noises. Yeah, it reminds me of Diane Fossey, like gorillas in the mist, kind of like, you know, like, uh, how do you deal with a charging gorilla? And if you if you've been around these guys enough that you're there, it's still a serious situation, but they're a master at it. Uh, yeah. How um, do you deal and, with the charging gorilla? Uh, you charge back? Well, no, you you see you you assume a very submissive posture, like Shotguns. get on the ground, kind of like growl, and you know, and and yeah, just kind of like give up because yeah, you're not going to fight a gorilla. Rocket launcher, rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're armed, then let's go yeah, bring it on. You know, you got like a ten foot spear. Yeah, fucking face that. Spear. Ooh, I, see I don't what think I'll do. Take a gorilla with ten foot. See spear. what I'll do against the. But yeah, you got like a saw or a. <laughs> grenade launcher wait 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 not like a handsaw not like a hacksaw right no like okay. a squad automatic weapon yeah yeah, yeah. um it's where we're what i feel like i had other things to say about this oh yeah i don't know like it's, it's again basic stuff but like uh the fact that like alpha and and daryl don't have all the time in the world here because they have the like distant growls that get louder and louder that kind of puts a clock mm-hmm. on the situation it's just it's just very good at building the tension um between two people that are almost mortally wounded um, I, I, what i really like about this scene and and scenes that they've shown us in the past but i haven't realized it in those scenes is the sort of symbiosis that they're they're they the whispers have with these walkers right like they have Absolutely. Really become part of the herd, part of the horde. Um, and, and it's not just like they're using them as weapons, but they're also using them as defense. Like that scene where Daryl is threatening Alpha, saying, Where are my friends? Those walkers are coming to defend her because she's one of them, right? It's and it's not it's not like consciously, but that is effectively what's happening here. And in this case, she's calling in her buddies. To, for backup to help uh, find Daryl and, and kill him. It's the way they have painted how well these groups work with the, the horde is really cool. Yeah. And it goes into their psychology and their belief structure. Yes. Like beta later talks to gamma. It's like, um, uh, what was the thing he said? It's like, you were dead when we found you mm. implying that like, if you hadn't joined us, we would have either killed you or the zombies would have killed you. So like you're metaphorically dead. And if you know, and if if you're really dead, it doesn't really materially change your conditions within our tribe. 
it is insane and i wouldn't i wouldn't sure. want to live into that system but it's it's interesting how kind of it all reinforces because yeah, yeah. you're you, you point at symbiote i haven't really thought about this but this is a lot like those crabs that like grab anemones to attach their claws or like the clownfish yeah. that's hide amongst the anemones they they adapt to each other it's not like the anemone is that how you pronounce that anemone it's an- it's not an- like anemone? they're protect it's not like they're protecting the fish or the crab they're doing what they do naturally yeah. but the crab and the fish have adapted to take advantage of those natural you know defenses it's it's yeah it's a really cool ecological way to look at it all right gabriel gabriel and Rosita gear up. Gabriel's itching for a fight, but Rosita doesn't really want one. Yeah, because, you know, she's she's confessed about her fear about freezing to him before. And, and he's he's seeing that. And but she's also defensive because she's badass Rosita. Yeah. So she throws back. Well, you're erratic. Wh- what about all that fucking breaking fingers and pulling teeth? And he's like, well, what if I and I, I like it like these are I feel like adults having conversation. Well, I'm spoiling for a fight. What it what of it? It, like, well, it might be it might be dumb. It might get us killed. You know, there, there's. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, there are right. a lot of questions like how much can this community take before they break or, or before they say, you know what? Whatever we've got here is not worth it. Um, if we're going to lose it anyway, we might as well go out swinging. Um, let's let's go take the fight to them. Gabriel's there. Um, the rest of the community seems to be riding alongside him. So, yeah, see how this goes. And I also love how the conversation ended with Rosita kind of like, you know, having a little breakdown and being like, I can feel Coco wondering where he is. Yeah. And like her and Gabriel, like, OK, we'll see you out there. Like, that's that's what this is really about. That's what all the worry is about. And I feel like in a, in, in earlier seasons, there would have this scene have been 30 seconds longer. And Gabriel's like, who? And she'd have been like, you know, Sadiq, who was killed a couple episodes ago. You remember? Yeah. yeah, but like they, they well, I, don't, I don't, they don't, I have, don't remember who, who killed right. him. How did he die? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or like Gabriel had an insane hard on a, a jealousy hard on for him. And, you know, like, it, it, yeah, like yeah. I just like this because it's it's good adult dialogue uh, for people who fundamentally trust and respect and love for each other. Well done, Walking Dead. All right. Judith starts up a prison window conversation with Gamma to ask about her past. She doesn't remember much, though, thanks to Alpha's brainwashing. Uh, here's, here's a scene and, and I've been feeling this the whole episode, but this is the scene where it really, uh, came into clarity for me. Thora Birch is almost too good of an actor to be in this show. Like every look from her is so full of weight, so full of emotion and something behind those eyes that like, She's even, very good. even when you get guys like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, even when you get guys like Andrew Lincoln or Denai Guerrero, like Maybe they aren't given the material. Maybe they're, you know, they, they just punch the clock every week at, at some point. Mm-hmm. But Thor Birch being on this so uh, recently, it's like she's showing up to work ready to go because holy shit. I mean, she, she's an actor, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, she's this is um, like I said. So, uh, yeah, some of this stuff, these performances and they've always had good, great actors, but now they're actually given mm-hmm. something that makes a lot of sense and and challenges them. Um, I mean, you get glimpses of what the Darabont series would have been like. I mean, there wouldn't, I don't think it'd have been quite this. Although I do wonder how much of this stuff is from the comic book. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm giving Kang a lot, but maybe they're just like, Hey, let's just uh, you know, like the, this underground zombie railroad from there is like all these tunnel systems. Um, all the, like did, did, uh, 
did uh, did the comics go into their culture and all that kind of stuff. But like, even if even if they're just adapting what's in the comic books, that's something again that the show was incapable of doing for many many years. So, um, it it it's good and. It's yeah. funny, too, because like we always thought that Thor, I think when we should be, she first shambled onto the screen, we're like, I bet she's got a much bigger role because like you don't bring in Thora Birch, even if she hasn't been doing a lot of work of late to, to this show for like a couple episodes and kill her off. Yeah, um, like Angus Sampson, right? You're not you're not bringing in yeah. the, the writers here. Right, 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 right. Um, I I think I mean, now the trajectory seems like she's going to be. Uh, a new cast member, which this show desperately needs, you know, like they, they need some, you know, uh, a couple more familiar faces. Um, yeah. I, I do hope Lydia. she hangs around for season 11. That'd be cool. Yeah. Although she also could like, you know, end up dying heroically or something or she could be recorrupted. I mean, there's, yeah. so I, I, I don't know, man, this show keeps surprising me because I didn't think there'd be this many interesting, you know, I was like, ah, man, how are they going to, keep this whisperer war interesting for an entire another season and they keep doing it man like uh alpha's attacks against the the settlements are a lot more insidious and clever than i gave them credit for and the community's response are usually kind of smart and well proportioned it's just that um alpha's there to take advantage of it like i so i don't think gamma that's the other i don't think gamma's a deep undercover agent no but then we have got Dante. Right. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting tricked by the performance here, but everything about that is so like grounded and, and honest right. feeling that maybe I'm getting suckered. But and Dante, Dante might have been an interesting misdirection because he was always kind of like gave us flashes of like, there's something wrong with this guy. We're not sure what it is. His deal is, but he doesn't respect boundaries. He doesn't right. do this. He doesn't do that. Maybe and, Thor Birch is just the better version of that. But because my point is, there's two pretty crazy possibilities. Number one, Alpha's so quick on thinking of her feet that she could set up an elaborate ambush and counterattack based on just, oh, shit, Gamma's going to them with the information of where her horde is. Or she's got a deep cover agent capable of this kind of sophistication and attack. Either way, it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I guess my question would be uh, the the reason, like one of the, probably the biggest reason that I don't think she's an undercover agent is because of the way that she deals, uh, that her and Beta interact. Um, there, there's clearly... I don't know why you have those scenes in the cell where he's trying to coax her back to the the you know fold here if she is an undercover agent who's doing just on a mission but that's the kind of stuff so i don't know i used to i used to read tom clancy stuff and a lot of his spy things were like cribbed from actual history and some of the stuff that happened in the cold war were like a highly placed asset who felt like he was very near to be burning would let one of his spy acolytes that they have trained burn him leading to certain death knowing that that would propel the acolyte to ever higher and be like beyond trust and suspicion because they're the one that brought the arch spy to justice Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's wheels within wheels and you do it precisely because the other side says this is there's no fucking way that this is a setup. How could someone possibly take these actions? It doesn't. Sometimes that's the stuff that that yeah, is, and it, is really crazy. If, and works. if someone had seen this conversation between Beta and Gamma, I would have I would have believed, you know, maybe potentially believe that. But I 
I don't know why they have this private conversation that is. Well, that's what, oh, sorry. That's the other half is I don't know that Beta knows in the way that I don't think did, huh. I don't okay. think Beta and Gamma knew about Dante. And I don't think that like I think Gamma is telling the truth about not knowing about the herd being moved. Like I think Alpha is able to like make these plays because they are in this extreme kind of death cult and they would only work like, yeah, like it it wouldn't work in any other kind of society, but she can have these secret kind of like crazy ass plans where she spends these people's lives cheaply. Um, I don't know. I I just like some of the stuff I I just think it's like, yeah, like either way, it's kind of next level. Like uh, Alpha really thinks and fights quick on her feet Mm -hmm. or she's got these deep, deep undercover machinations and we know she's capable of both. Yeah, we we haven't really gotten to like the plan here um the the retaliation right. from alpha but it is really smart um yeah and then <laughs> it works really well uh but let's take a quick break and we'll come right back all right the walkers close in on daryl's location and he's forced to kill them using the knife in his leg which he has to pull out and it makes him bleed a lot that arterial spurting was again <laughs> I would have been thinking if if I, I was like, oh, God, Daryl's going to die. Like, it keeps looking worse. It keeps looking worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bad that's a bad sign. It's losing a lot of blood, man. And, and I know he's Daryl, but yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, if we'll keep moving there, there's a herd apparently that's headed toward the gates of Alexandria. Some people, one of their outlooks uh, calls on the radio and says it. So Gabriel volunteers. Um, Rosita to stay behind as he goes off with the team to deal with that. Uh, he kisses her goodbye, leaves his hat with her, and heads out. And I thought, oh god, he left his hat just like Rick left his hat. Oh uh, no, for Carl. Yeah, he's not coming back. But I guess yeah, he made it. Yeah, it was cool. I also like the fact that Gabriel, because this would be overstepping your bounds in most situations because they talked about this. Rosita said she wants to go out and he just switches around, but he could see her zoning out and starting to like enter that trauma, traumatic fugue state. And instead he jumps in and, and calls an audible and she recognizes it. And I, that's yeah. the other thing I thought was cool is like, you know, 50, 50, she could be like uh, petulant about it, but she's like, no, you, you, you made the right call. And also, I like how she came to the conclusion herself. It's like, why are both of you out here? Like, if you both die, then who's Coco got? Like, doesn't she need at least one parent left? You know, like, draw straws if you have to. Mm-hmm. But Gabriel's the one spoiling for the fight, and you're the one that's f- freezing up in combat. So, I, I again, great adult situation. I thought this was a, a very tricky situation, handled well, and Rosita handled it uh, well. Uh, and, and, you know, again, cinema 101 stuff at the montage of them getting ready and loading shotgun shells and sharpening axes and all that stuff is just, you know, it gives a great way of of uh, ramping up the tension in the scenes. Yeah, you mentioned the the difference in the mental state between Rosita and Gabriel, right? He wants to fight. She's freezing up. And, uh, you know, the exact opposite is true about the physicality of those people where Gabriel is not prepared for the fight. In my opinion, he's a town council member. And a preacher. I don't know that he's ever picked up a weapon in his life. Uh, and then you've got Rosita, who's been kickboxing and training with weapons and out there clearing. She knows what's up when a fight comes, and she's the one staying behind. So there's like this funny irony about the physicality versus the mentality of these people. 
Oh, that was really like uh, Father Gabriel killing Dante. We talked about what a threshold that was for him. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of like, yeah, he's he's ready. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let this 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 relationship, this child, this city be torn from him by these people without a fight. Um, and he's 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 found the spine. It was buried in the the inky black well of that fucking hat, apparently. Uh. <laughs> All right. This next scene. Oh boy, I don't know where to break this up. I'm just going to kind of go through the whole fight in the whole Alexandria happening here. And maybe, you know, if you want to talk about more of it, stop me. Uh, but here we go. So Beta emerges from the tunnel behind the cold rolled walls of Alexandria. He begins mm-hmm. sneaking into houses one by one, murdering his way through town, I think. Or, or, or maybe he just sneaks into a couple of houses. I, it's hard to tell. Uh, it takes a minute, but outside the gates, Gabriel realizes they've been tricked. And so they're going to rush back to town as Beta is in this house, killing people, creating an army of the dead. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I actually want to stop because I thought... Okay. When they open up on this scene of the grave and moonlight, it's so fucking hammer horror. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, they almost might me want to think that like that ground's going to start upheaving. And I'm like, did Gabriel forget to like knife Dante in the head or some stupid (laughs) shit like that? (laughs) Uh And then when beta pops out, I'm like. Oh, because I connected to him going into tunnels in the beginning. And I'm like, you know, this Alexandria's best thing is the cold rolled steels. You know, mm-hmm. like the walls have always been as long as the walls hold, you're you're safe. And the whispers are taking that from them. It's such a cool concept. The way they filmed it is just classic 80s zombie rising from the grave. Exactly. Uh, then the the I love the way they filmed the Alexandria's talking shit about the whispers. Oh, these guys are all cowards. I, you know, I beat Lydia's ass and she's mm-hmm. just a scared little girl. And then you see with uh, Beta blow that lantern out and these guys die screaming. And yeah. then the extreme outside view of him, like you're seeing through the windows and he's stalking them with these big knives. It's like you said, it's it's a, a perfect homage to these these slasher flicks and these zombie films. And it works both as like homage parody and just a really cool gripping scene. And the music has doing a lot of heavy lifting too. I really Certainly. like the music in these scenes. I, don't, yes. I assume bear McCurry is still doing the, the score on this I haven't stuff. checked, but yeah, let's just give him the credit. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. And that, that's true of the whole episode, but I really noticed it in these scenes. They really, they really turned it up and it, 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 it takes a little bit that these were like, essentially B squad Alexandrians. There wasn't a single person that we really care about. Yeah. In fact, most of the people we hated because they've been beating up Lydia and all that kind of stuff. But still, you know, uh, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, that also the, when I realized his plan, when he like sat like got on his knees and was just waited and I'm like, Oh shit, he's actually, like you said, building an army of the dead. Yeah. Very cool, and they're they're smart. You know, they they have like a very tactical mind too. Um, these whispers, even Beta, a guy who's a follower, right? By mm-hmm. down to his name, um, it, it, he's essentially doing in microcosm what Alpha was doing in macrocosm, right? There's there's this like Alpha is distracting them with a fake herd and using Beta to go in and create an army of the dead while he's like using the distraction that she made. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's all part of the same plan, but it, 
I don't, it felt like there were layers to it that really unfolded yes. in a cool way. Yeah, there was yeah, there was there was plans that were happening and yeah. Yeah. So the town's distracted with the army, like we said, and Beta pays Gamma a visit in her cell. They're arguing when uh t- Tats uh, I don't know, what's what's her name? Prison Tat. She still hasn't earned a name, although she might because okay. I actually <laughs> found myself a little bit no prison tat, no as she's being dashed against the Wow. Yeah, I, I'm I like, yeah, I've gotten used to her face. I haven't given her a name yet, but, uh, I, you know, another season. Sure. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be sad when she dies. <laughs> Do you yeah. think she's dead? Uh, I forget how they leave that. He, she, I think. Yeah, I think she is dead. Actually, I mean, he picks her up and just full force slams her into those cold rolled steel bars. And if uh, you look at her laying on the ground, there's a lot of blood coming out of her head. She looks very crumpled. Looks yeah. like a squash bug. Yeah, I think so, prison tats might mm, be dead. But yeah, he, she you- sneaks up, tries to, you know, put a weapon to his neck and then Gamma gets out of there. But that's Beta the thing is like how, how like brave the Alexandrians were like prison tad, even the former savior. Like she like one once she he gets the axe from her. She's got no. St- I mean, this guy's literally no. three times her size and he beats her down once and then he tries to go after Baden. and she goes at him like a spider monkey mm-hmm. and uh you know like if this is the way you go out respect sure so he stalks gamma to a house where he finds the end of judas gun the end of the the python rick's uh, python strikes from beyond the grave <laughs> or beyond the ab facility yeah that was fucking cool man but but then i uh she shot him and I'm like, okay, now walk up, shoot him again, right in the head. Make right, sure this yeah. motherfucker is dead. Like you need to do in every horror movie. Otherwise he's mm-hmm. going to get up. And what happens? He gets up. Beta survives. He asks, uh, he has to fight Rosita, which actually goes his way. And he's about to kill her when Gamma stops him and puts a knife to her throat. This, this is a little silly in my opinion. I, it, I, I don't know. know. It worked for me. It worked for me because the cause of he's beta. Like it wouldn't work for almost every character, but over a season and a half, they've carefully constructed this guy to like, he is so afraid of failing the letter of Alpha's law that this fucking works. Yes. It's always borderline when someone threatens themselves with a knife to their throat, but you're right. You're right. It does. It does mostly work. Um, Yeah. She threatens to kill herself thereby, you know, making him fail his mission for Alpha. So he spares Rosita and he takes her, he takes uh, Gamma back to the camp. But before they can get there, he's jumped by Gabriel's crew and then he's scared off and they decide they're going to let Gamma live. I, I want to go back to the Rosita fight because I thought that was good. Like she has this like savage tooth machete that she like almost guts him with. And, yeah. you know, she's fighting like a mama bear. Uh, and then. I don't know. Gamma stepping forward and, be, you know, saying stop s- step towards me, like re- mm-hmm. reversing the shit, like felt very, uh, you know, Eowyn t- taking off her helmet. And I am no Manning, the uh, Witch King and <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, it's like a fucking moment. They filmed her heroically from the for- from the floor at like knee level looking up to her. And there's light streaming behind her like she's the fucking angel of life swooping in here. It's great. It's good. It's mm-hmm. and it's legitimate. I cannot tell you again how legitimately exciting it was because I'm like, fuck, they could kill Rosita. Father Gabriel's going to be an only dad. And I was like f- thinking all these things. And man, they, they got me. They're playing me like a Stradivarius. Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I the gunplay, man, 
in this like Judith blasts the guy doesn't double tap him which is a mistake and <sighs> then she's, Gabriel she's nine okay but she's got other people around her like there, there's an adult true. in that crowd I saw her but she's the one protecting and like she's the she's the protector in this group and I she should yeah. have definitely double tapped him but like I also don't think she shoots Rick's gun that often right probably not yeah it's a 44 so. magnum man that's uh or is it a yeah, it is a forty-four Magnum, I think. It's a big gun, yeah. Uh, that's an intimidating gun for a kid to shoot. I I don't know. Uh, and plus, like you hit him, like a, yeah, that that thing blew like a thread thread spool size hole through the door. And if you hit him dead set in the chest, like you would expect him to die. Like I I mean I get it. Like he should have blah blah blah, but he is flesh yeah. and blood, right? Um, sure. Uh, you don't expect the the walkers to be wearing something like a bulletproof vest. Seems Which I think crazy. he pilfered from the dudes he killed first, right? Like, I don't think oh, he maybe. came strapped like that. I think that that was something he pulled off the Alexandrian guards. Wait, so we missed uh, the scene where he strips down? Like, he, he takes off all the layers of muck that he's wearing? What do you think he's, what do you think he's doing waiting for those guys to, to, to rise, you know? Yeah, he's getting, yeah. He's, he's pulling armor and covering <laughs> his chest and his junk and his shins. Yeah, he's just getting busy. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, th- but the, the worst, the, the worst gunplay here is father gabriel missing mm. with a shotgun at like 10 feet i i don't know as as beta runs off into the woods i'm like holy yeah, beta shit. like naratu one runs off too he's like <laughs> you know like they did that thing where he's like almost captain america fast all of a sudden yeah uh yeah that's kind of but it's dark and who knows maybe it's 30 like I I see yeah. it's the thing if you if you read like gun report like after shooting reports and military stuff it's actually crazy how often people miss in those situations because you're panicked and you're jacked with adrenaline and you know uh yeah it's like I it's just some crazy statistic like out of every 100 bullets shot in in a theater of war like one or two will hit something that it's intended to because most people are just wow. panic firing and like Firing for effect and all, you know, because they just want to get shot and the other guys doing their damnedest to kill you, too. So I, sure. I always take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, one other detail that I liked a lot. And maybe is just a coincidence. I'm not sure. But uh, when this whole thing goes down and they realize the army of the dead is is upon them, Rosita shouts, uh, go, 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 like, check out Morgan Street. I'm like, oh, is that? named after morgan or is that just a coincidence did you probably named after the character i assume it's tough to say but like i think yeah if why would you shout out morgan street if you but why why would they call it out and why would they name it morgan street why do they name it ronald reagan highway why do they name it uh, i meant well see i thought all those streets had names because it was an existing subdivision so you'd probably keep whatever names they, they came with right why would you rename it to be like rick street or morgan street because it's and a I was new trying world to think, like, man during the wolf invasion did he do like you know he i feel like he did something on that spot with the wolf with a staff or i, I don't know maybe. maybe they like if that's I was where he decided not to kill t- again <laughs> Yeah, if I, I gave yeah for the tenth, if I gave uh-huh. a little bit more shit about season six through eight of The Walking Dead, I probably would have remembered. Um, and it, again, it's one of those things where I, I almost looked it up, but I'm like, I don't want to get spoiled. I don't want to go on the Walking Dead wiki yeah. and find that gamut gets killed next episode. So, if you know, hey, if you know, and you're and you're listening, and you're watching, uh, leave lot, leave us, leave us some feedback live at stereo.com slash 
bald move. Uh, I would love to know. All right, let's move on to Alpha and Daryl both waking up later that night, both in very bad shape. Alpha says some stupid whisperer bullshit. I don't know. I, when she starts up with her shit, I just kind of tune out. Daryl says, yeah. uh, hey, you didn't love Lydia, which is why she, lo- you, you know, you lost her. And that's motivates Alpha to get up. <laughs> but that does not last long. She flops down face uh-huh. first on the ground. And when she wakes, yeah. Lydia's there. And Alpha sings her the Lydia song and asks her, you know, to kill her, essentially. She doesn't. Instead, she goes over and saves Daryl. And when Alpha wakes in the morning, she finds a message with her knife that says, your way is not the only way. Pretty cool. Uh, it's a great, like, I, and they did, they've done enough in the last few episodes where, like, sometimes when they do these dream light sequences, I can't quite tell if they're going to go the Carol route where someone's just legitimately hallucinating or it's going to be real. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Sadiq. Like, they, they, they play with this a lot. And I think it's a very, nice texture to add to the show that quite quasi unreality as long as they don't abuse it um, because it was effective if it, it I was wondering for a lot of the scene you know whether she was real or not I thought like her you know alpha wanting her to kill her and take over the pack and her completely misinterpreting why she was there was great like this was just uh, you know this is an ultimate defeat for alpha and the way this feeds into the end of the episode making her look even more delusional and insane and, and vulnerable, I think, was a was a nice touch because, yeah, Alpha is not invincible. She's no. not. Um, Even if she and, wants to be. And I, I don't fault Liddy for not killing her mom, because like as she says to Daryl, is that something you could do to your dad? And Daryl couldn't fucking answer because, yeah. you know, we, we saw what he what a hard time he had with Merle. Um, it's it's yeah. It's good. And I think they're I think they do a really good job of the alpha dialogue because you said it's it's unhinged and it's supposed to be it's cult mm-hmm. speech. But it's got that kind of like, you know, recognizable cadence and and seductiveness and, you know, unhinged but internally inconsistent. Yeah, that that know? confusing quality to it that is meant to sort of, you know, get you to forget yourself and and view yourself as one of them. Like Gamma said, you know, she's got this way of, you know, affecting yeah. how you think, affecting your speech. And she's trying to get in under Daryl, you know, building common ground with them. I know you've got pain and we've got that's what made us strong. And she's actually I don't I don't know that she knows this about Daryl. If she's able to sense this in other people, like this woundedness that like that, that Beta's got and that, yes, Daryl's got and Carol has too. Uh, and and prey on it like that's some kind of instinct she has, but I think it's a cool affect for her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Aaron comes back to Alexandria and tells them what happened to his group. And this is where I start thinking, oh boy, we're at the end of the episode and there is no Carol, which mm-hmm. is is would be scary if I didn't know what I know about the future of the Walking Dead franchise. <laughs> so right. That's another uh, thing where I wish I didn't know that much. Yeah. Uh, but then a caravan with Rosita, Aaron, Gamma, and a bunch of kids heads out. Oh, where are they headed? Do you know? Rosita's going to Hilltop to be checked out by... Question mark? <laughs> the blacksmith? The new doctor who just rolled into town. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I'm saying. When she said that, I'm like, did they know that Sadiq 
Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she does. It's just, yeah, like there's a whole thing about it. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe we were wrong and there was always like, a, I don't know, a med tech uh, over at Hilltop or something. Ooh, but like, I mean, yeah, I, I, was I, that. I don't know. she died. I, yeah. I mean, they've had time to yeah. do it. They just haven't shown it to us. But yep. All right. So and Rosita in this scene also introduces herself to Gamma or, or Mary is, is her actual name. Uh, hopefully she becomes one of like, like we said one of the townspeople here one of the survivors yeah that would be nice and then the final scene is Lydia explaining that uh, she was watching Daryl and the whispers just kind of hiding out in the woods there deciding which side to take Alpha's found by other whispers and claims that she's stronger than ever while reciting more of her whisper bullshit yep the uh, she's no like and she I notice she keeps saying this I'm no longer weak yeah. you know when when beta bashes her when when she goes to the thing and she lets Lydia go she's no longer weak when beta comes and yeah. d- destroys Lydia's bed she's no longer weak when Lydia fails to take her side uh, and and take control of the she's no longer like this is I, I think Gabriel's on to something about how easy these people are to break uh, I think he's wrong about how you break them but um yeah like yeah, and that's that, this the, the the doubling down like when you're when people perceive uh that you are weak you you know double down and show them that you're not weak um it's in those moments of weakness that you then have to act yeah. strong um yeah she's she's covered in blood and she can't stand without someone's assistance mm-hmm. and she's like ah oh, god as she's getting up but she's not no she's no longer weak right and it's starting to feel like empty threats. Our horde will butcher them. And because we don't also like Carol did something with the dynamite. Like, is there herd like half strength now? Um, Like, that's a lot of collapsing cave and a lot of zombies in that cave collapsing. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder what the true the true strength is. But then again, you know, Alexandria, what did they lose? Like half a dozen people at Probably. least. Mm hmm. So, you know, there's the body counts are adding up on both sides. This is a real, real shooting war. There's been a cold war up to the now, but like it's you're, there's some body counts starting to rack up. And I do wonder, like we got six episodes left in the season. What could they do that's going to prolong this thing? Because if if you're alpha, you got to be thinking, OK, well, the transgression is real. I now have to unleash the horde. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she doesn't have enough of a horde or maybe the, the horde has been reduced enough that it's not actually an existential threat to Alexandria anymore. Or it's um, sealed off behind a lot of rock that's going to take them. Like, I wonder if we'll be treated sure. to mo- like, you know, keep cutting back to alpha, <laughs> dig harder, dig faster. And, yeah, then passing and rocks the, to each other. Yeah, they're passing right, 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 right. And you can thing, hear yeah. the horde like angrily growling louder as they get closer to it. But they're like trying to t- like that could be a nice where but but the the thing the problem with that is like they're at a fixed location now mm-hmm. and alexander could come in 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 strength and wipe him out yeah um so how do you keep him on the heels about that for six more episodes um i i don't know i but i'm 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 pretty excited uh to to see uh because i also think there might be a, another skirmish or two like this was the first like be like really big battle um and i i don't know man do you think that like the last episode or two will just be like all the communities besieged simultaneously as we're desperately cutting back and forth within the defensive hilltop and oceanside and alexandria and i would assume that the culmination of this season will be yeah the horde attacking 
One thing I think would be a likely next step that would be exciting, uh, but not feel like filler is like, you know, Remember when he fucked up in Star Control 2 and like one of the Urquan, this the one and then they just started going around the galaxy and like a spy uh, and just wiping out all the species and the game was already over. You could keep yeah. playing it. But like eventually the galaxy would go extinct. Like what if the horde like they can't attack simultaneously. So they go Oceanside, to my knowledge, doesn't have like robust defenses. Like it doesn't have walls no. and we don't spend a lot of time there and we don't care about a lot of people there. But we also have some named characters that could flee its ultimate devastation and mm-hmm. be witnesses of, like like you could spend an episode or two just ransacking Oceanside and then the threats on like, oh, God, like Alexandria is next or Hilltop. And maybe Alexandria gets overwhelmed. They have to fall back to Hilltop. You could find like there's six episodes to go. What? Three cities. Negan's out there doing shit. Yeah, Negan yeah. Has, yeah, Negan out there. Yeah, sure, like, all Magna. That. Okay, you, sure, you can cut you away from the action for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now it's starting to feel like overstuffed. How are we going to do all this in six episodes, Jim? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about all the. I just put some laser Pump focus the on the horde threat. Yeah, I'm game. You're moving too here. fast, Walking Dead. Pump the brakes. <laughs> I, it's too much. Too much excitement. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. There's a lot to deal with in this season. Um, mm-hmm. And, and are are they just you think next season they're just going to bring Maggie back like out of the blue like she's going to show up or are they going to do something this season to start to lean that direction it makes a lot of sense that the person Eugene's talking to is actually part of the Maggie project yeah and Michonne's out but on the fucking island right like the naval base we get yeah there's a the lot naval to base they got weapons there's like all these things so like it could sound like there could be like this like uh you know eventually the Maggie finds out that Alexandria's in trouble and like I mean there could be some crazy shit like helicopter gunships coming yep. in in the finale like it, this could For get sure. really cool um <laughs> I'm so, uh, are we still holding that hope that Eugene will build a nuke from the spare <laughs> naval explosives and the re- radioactive core of the satellites? Yeah, and, why not? Yeah, like this. Th- there, I mean, I don't know um, how cool it's going to get, but like, yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces and things that could break for our plucky heroes uh, in favor late in the game um, that, that they kind of want us, I think, to forget about. So it'll be a surprise. Yeah. We'll see. All right, that's it for the episode. Yeah, uh, if you've got some long form, fe- long horn, long form feedback, you can send it to watchingdead at baldmove.com. We'll be considering that stuff at the end of the uh, season, uh, season 10, before we get into the six bonus episodes. And it'll just be a couple weeks until we're to live Walking Dead. You also, speaking of that, you can watch us live, record every Tuesday on twitch.tv slash baldmove at 1 p.m simultaneously rebroadcast to stereo.com slash bald move. And if you want to give us feedback uh, to consider after that show, we'll do that. And that's what forms our feedback episode that comes out later in the week. So we're about to do that right now. The feedback episode, if you're listening to the podcast, will be out in a couple of days. Uh, thanks for listening. Having a lot of fun this season. Can't wait to see what happens next week. Please join us there on the watching dead. And until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.